cast for magic. We come to the Pope on Film podcast to laugh, to cry, to care, because we need that. All of us. That indescribable feeling we get, which I'm describing literally right now. So how describable are we talking about here? That indescribable feeling we get when the Liz a Day theme song begins to play and we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Dazzling images on a small Twitch stream, stream, sound that is sound. Somehow, Amaland horse erotica feels good in a podcast like this. Bunny Williams feels like the stoned parts of us, and May Lynn feels perfect and powerful because here they are. The Pope on Film podcast. We make movies better. the Pope in question. My name is Reverend May Lynn. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. It is episode 462 of this podcast. It is, this is a very special episode and uh, really love the Jeff graphic. We've got Jeff coming up. We've yes. got a historic approximation our educational segment which will feature a phenomenal musical number yes then we've got our uh halftime madness and then we discuss this week's film which is of course you can see right there in between the both of us the flintstones on the rocks yes had the unfortunate unfortunate uh, timing to premiere right before 9-11, so it's not like people were clamoring for a fresh take on the Flintstones, which I think is a shame, because I didn't think that this was that bad. Oh, wait! It's not the Flintstones. It's Creed I.I. Yes. Creed I.I. 
for a movie called Creed II, a shockingly small amount of pirate-related material, I thought that this film, Creed II, would feature yeah. uh, Adonis Creed leaving the boxing world to become some sort of a swashbuckling pirate, but yeah. surprisingly small amount of piracy in the I, entire film. I, I, I was disappointed, and really, by this time... Rocky deserves a peg leg. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And, uh, you know, he's had the turtles this whole time. Maybe he can cash in the turtles and get himself a parrot. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Or a monkey. Yeah. Uh, Bunny, I am going to give you the floor for a while. Okay. Uh, But before I do, I wrote some stuff that I think is pretty good. So can I run through a Jeff before I give you the floor? Sure. Okay. Jeff! Bunny, calm down. Your name is not Jeff. (laughs) Take deep breaths, okay? Put your head between your legs. Turn and cough. Jeff is the name of our reoccurring monologue potpourri of news and bits and bobs and skits. My mama used to say that Jeff was like a box of chocolates in that oftentimes our monologue has been known to give people diabetes. Or a good case notice, of Jeff's. Notice how I pronounced it diabetes and not diabetes, which is how my generation always pronounces diabetes, but I'm trying to keep it on the level. Now, me, myself, and I, me personally, I preferred the other name for this segment, the Betty White Memorial Podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends Download today, but we both agreed on Jeff, and so Jeff it is. Let's Jeff it up! Well, the big problem there is I can never remember that damn title when I'm in Photoshop. The Betty White Memorial Podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends Download today. Exactly. I I have this great idea of one day we're going to record the podcast, but I'm sick as a dog. So what I do is I just give my notes to my wife and have yeah. her try and be me and do the podcast. And I think it's a really funny idea. However, um, with that idea in my mind, I now know a large portion of the podcast I have already memorized. Yeah. You know, like, I don't need to write the entire intro to Steve's historic approximations to, to hack to historic approximations. I just have it memorized. Just like I have memorized the Betty White Memorial podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Download today. So, uh, oh, there's Natasha saying no. It's a great idea. It's a funny idea, and I like it. Plus, honey, did you see my cleavage game? My cleave is on point. I thought this might bring in more viewers if I showed off the cleave. So anyway, uh, if this were a popular show, if this were a popular podcast, which it isn't, and I don't mind because I still love it. uh, If this were a popular podcast, then Jeff it up. That would be, we'd be making bumper stickers 
We'd be making uh, stickers to put on water bottles. Yes. We'd be making uh, shirts. Jeff it up. And then you'd wear it around and people would go, oh, so you're a poppy. Cool. And that would be the way that people knew each other. Uh-huh. You know, bringing people together. But we're not a popular show, but that's okay. First off, Bonnie, yes. I stumbled upon an article. In one of them, one of them uh, listicles. Yes. From Reader's Digest, of all places. And the headline was, 11 popular songs you didn't realize are actually racist. Okay. That was the name of the article. And I, I, I have a lot of... I have a lot of opinions. If you need a Reader's Digest a Reader's Digest article to tell you that David Bowie's China Girl might not be on the up and up? Yes. I don't know. You might want to get some therapy. It's like, wait a second. Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones might not be a song of racial harmony? What? You're telling me that Ahab the Arab is somehow a racist song? <laughs> I, hold on. <coughs> hold on a second here. You mean to tell me that America's sweetheart, uh, Ray Stevens, might be a little bit racist? I, 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 I cannot believe this. Next yeah. thing you know, you're going to be telling me that the streak isn't a tender love ballad. Yes. Everything's beautiful, except for minorities. It Legit, the last song on the list of this Reader's Digest listicle is Loretta Lynn's song, Your Squaw is on the Warpath. Wait, that's racist? No, I am shocked. Yeah. Loretta Lynn's "Your Squaw" is on the warpath. Apparently, that song has been racist this whole time, Bunny. Can you uh, believe I, I that? Was, I was kind of hoping for a a more subtle list. You know, like we we had covered "Sweet Home Alabama." Yeah. And that is a racist song, but that is a lot more subtle. Yeah. This list is just like, yeah, did we need the list really? I mean, just... You wanted a more subtle list, like, for example, the classic rock song, You're, We're Not Gonna Take It, The It Immigrants. Okay. That's the, that's the, that's the secret. But funny. In related news, and this is just as important as what we just discussed, okay? In related news, I'm so old, I'm discussing Reader's Digest articles on my podcast. This, this is a, uh, yes. That is a sign of age. You, you may have to seek, like, some counseling or something. I am... Well, I have a therapist. You know, we're She's be awesome. Sponsored by Geritol. Yeah, I do have a therapist. Her name is Rebecca. She's freaking awesome. 
Uh, I absolutely love her. So I'm 46. I don't look it because estrogen is a hell of a drug. But I'm trying to embrace my old age. I don't have gray hairs, and I'm upset about that. But I don't diet. My mom, legitimately, when I was a kid, my mom would sit in front of the TV, and she'd be watching her soaps, her stories, and she'd be folding clothes, and she would go through her hair like this, and she would look for uh, white hairs. And if she found a white hair, and this is true, this is true, yeah. she would get a Sharpie and color that individual hair black. With a freaking Sharpie. Can you yeah, believe don't, that? Don't do that. That's just sad. What type of a weirdo? I miss my mom. She's not dead. She's in Phoenix. Yeah. But I'm trying to embrace my old age. Uh, I'm an old woman. And I'm leaning into it. I wasn't excited about getting old. But I am pretty excited about the possibility of being an old woman. So I'm trying to lean into it. And so let me show you how much I'm leaning into it. Here's my purse. Okay. Here's my purse. And I'm going to look inside my purse. You're not going to believe what I have in here, Bunny. The ultimate sign that I'm a woman. Strawberry candies that I'll never eat. No, that no, that, that is not a sign that you're a woman, but that is a sign specifically you are an old woman. I know. I'm an old woman. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. I, I went Taylor to the dollar Swift store. got those in her purse. I'm sorry. I, I went to the dollar store and I saw those. I saw a bag of those strawberry candies at the dollar store. And I was like, oh, those damn strawberry candies. I, I can't buy those because I'm not old enough. But I'm that, 46. Is, the one, that is the one item my purse is missing. I don't have yeah. little candies. Yeah. I it, it I've only got two or three of those strawberries there. It's primarily filled with Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers have become my go-to for anxiety. Yeah. I absolutely love them. Uh so I have a strawberry purse. Bunny! Yes. I want to preface this next statement by saying that I am currently on a very fulfilling road of self-improvement in a way that is very uh, peaceful and relaxing and uh, white. I'm doing a white woman journey of self-improvement. Very live, laugh, love of me. I'm trying to be more mindful, less anxious, and more of a better person overall. I at least want to be better than the person who I used to be for a very long time. Uh... I'm a I'm a church going gal now. Yes. I'm active in my local Episcopalian church. I'm a liturgical reader. I've given up drinking. I'm trying to be better. Transitioning is a time of change and I'm trying to change. It's as simple as that. With that out of the way. I miss old porn parodies. Old cheesy porn parodies. You know where any company could throw together a cheap triple X parody and rush it direct to VHS? Yeah. Edward Penis Hands. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, plump fiction. Plump friction. Yes. That was another one. Plan sixty nine from outer space. I'm just saying. I'm trying to be a better person. <coughs> a, a, I'm a active in my church. I went to church this morning. That being said, Poppenheimer, Poppenheimen, the Oppenheimer oh, porn okay. parody, basically writes itself. Yeah, I would think so. It, it, the movie writes it. That entire porn writes itself. Like, oh, the bomb test was wonderful, Doctor. Oh, no, there's something wrong. That wasn't an atomic bomb. It was a horny bomb. And then all the people, all the scientists watch take off their clothes. They start doing it. I mean, that's 25 minutes of the film right there. I have become erection. Destroyer of vagina. That is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. We are on to something. Uh, also, I got a job. Yes. Very excited about that. I'm working at a Halloween store that will remain nameless. I, I had my first day of work this past week, and I was all nervous because I've never, I've never had a job as a woman. Yeah. My wife says that I have had a job as a woman. I was, I was hired to do story times, but a retail job, a retail job as a woman. This was my first time yeah. working in retail as a woman, and I was all nervous. You know, one thing about the Midwest is that all of the women are behind the cash register on the floor greeting customers because they are nice and pretty and sensitive and men love them. And all the guys are in the back sweating and lifting heavy boxes and staying away from customers because men are horrible and women are pretty. And you go to every store, every single solitary store. And 90% of the time, it'll be exactly that. No men are allowed behind the register. Men are supposed to be in the back lifting heavy boxes. So, like, I was worried, you know, because I'm a trans woman. But uh, I was there with, with my apron on, you know, greeting people and ringing people up. And it was just, I was a woman. And it's, it's very exciting. And, and yay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, nice, bunny. Very nice, very good. Yeah, I'm very happy. I'm working a couple more times this week, this upcoming week. I'm very excited about it. Bunny. I mean, as far as jobs go, that has always sounded like a pretty fun one. Yeah, yeah. It's a dream job for me. And here's the thing is that I I've, I've told all the managers this. Uh... I it, I treat their radio station like I'm doing karaoke. Okay. Like I was just, I'm there behind the register and I don't care if there's a bunch of people in the store, if the manager is right behind me, if they start playing Dracula's Wedding by Outcast, I'm going to be singing and dancing like I'm at a freaking nightclub in a cruise ship. Okay. Dracula's Wedding. And, and, you know, they play, uh, like, Thriller, and I'm just there like, uh, okay, your total's going to be 1874. <laughs> and I'm doing the Thriller dance and all that. Like, I absolutely love it. And I guess customers notice that I'm super happy in this part-time job because uh, I have, I have, uh, I, I have the best numbers for donations in the entire store. Yeah. 
I didn't get anyone. I only got one customer to donate money, but I got every customer to round up their pennies for the children. So you're welcome, children. You know how you're breathing and you're alive? You're welcome. Well, now you are still well, new in the job. So, I am. So I, I am. think we're going to have to revisit this question a little later. But, but I'm wondering if, you're, if your opinion is that maybe people who shop at Spirit Halloween, Halloween people tend to yeah. be more liberal. No, because here's the thing. We are not inside the mall. If we were inside the mall, then yeah, we'd get a bunch of cool kids and hip cats and mall rats and Halloween people. Yeah. We are outside of the mall, right between a Coles and a Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh. I get location, so many rednecks, location, so location. many bros, so many Christians, so many drunk chicks, so many redneck families. It's ridiculous. But I'm there with makeup on and some yoga pants on and I'm singing and dancing and I'm greeting people and not a single person ju just saw me as a trans person and I felt really good about it. And yeah, right now, not a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, Halloween people have come in just yet. Yeah. Yeah. Bunny! Yes? Take the floor. Please. I... Please. Well... I, I, I don't know how else to put it, so I'm just gonna blurt it out. Kid Rock drank a fucking Bud Light. What a little bitch. I, I can't, I, I can't, I mean, I always thought Kid Rock was a man of honor. We gained Kid Rock, but we lost an Alice Cooper. I, I, yeah. That hurt. Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper pissed me off when I heard his anti-trans uh, rants and, and how he just went off against trans people. And at first, I was shocked by it, and I'm like, but you, your entire career was based on it yeah. bending gender norms. But then I realized, oh, wait, he is a rich-ass white person who lives in Scottsdale, Arizona. What was I to expect? Yes. I, 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 well, I, I've always loved Alice Cooper, so just there, I'm really disappointed and hurt by it. But... Especially since it's Halloween coming up. You know, Welcome to My Nightmare was my go-to Halloween song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Love that song. Uh, but, but, like, even with what, what he had to say, like... Have you been asleep for the last, like, five, five to seven fucking years? I don't know. You're still but, worried about bathrooms? I expect new and fresh disgusting things from Alice yes. Cooper. If you, want, if you want a new and fresh and disgusting thing from Alice Cooper, just go to Scottsdale and watch him play in a golf tournament. <laughs> he doesn't dress all in the black when he's doing a Scottsdale golf tournament. 
He's in the shorts. He's in the shirt. He's wearing the little white hat. It's disgusting. Yes. yes. Bunny. Well, anyway, all right. So they're kind of suspecting I have cancer. And they're suspecting. Huh? They're suspecting you have cancer. Oh yeah, this is this is a big fucking game now. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, you, 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 we did your blood test, so now there's now that you know there are traces, indications that you might have cancer. You're gonna have to have a colon colostomy. Jeannie Price called colon colostomy. Colonoscopy. Thank you. When they were wanting her to have one, even with the insurance, it's going to be five fucking thousand dollars out of pocket. That's Jesus. not happening. Jesus. So, uh, so they made me shit in a cup instead. And I have done that. I have done that. Then I had to, I had to mail my shit off to somebody. Uh, I did that too. I also mailed my shit, buddy. So now, so there it was like, well, well, we we found traces. You know, there was blood in the stool and this and that. And, uh, now you're really gonna have to call. Get, these are indicators of cancer, and you're gonna you're now you're gonna have to get the call. So it's just a big game, and I'm already fucking tired of it. So are you going to find out what kind you have? Type we'll 1, type 2? We'll see. Uh, I'm not going to let them run run me broke throwing darts to the fucking dartboard. Yeah. I mean, let's be realistic here, okay? I'm 60 years old, or will be really soon. I'm 320 fucking pounds. I am diabetic. I smoke. I am five years overdue for a massive heart attack. So how far do I want to chase this dog? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But... <sighs> Funny... Look, so, 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 I pay five thousand dollars for them to take a stab that it might be colon cancer, dudes. I, I've been smoking since I was fourteen. Maybe check the lungs first. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> Bunny, look. I've got this big fight coming up. And I know that you want to train me to fight, but I can't be a fighter if you're not going to be a fighter. So I need you to fight this cancer just like I'm going to fight whoever that British guy was from the last film. Oh, I only watched it the one time, but I'm trying to tie everything together. Yeah. And it's difficult. Yeah. My wife says, wouldn't that be a bitch if it wasn't even the cigarettes that did it? Yeah, yeah, that would. Me, personally, I'm still pulling for, like, massive heart attack. That's what I'm pulling for, you know. And, and, and there are good odds. There are good odds, you know. But nice, quick. Hurts like a motherfucker, but it's over in not too bad a time. 
You know? As opposed to this shit. Like, okay, so what are they going to test next? And what are they going to test next? And what's the price tag on each one of these things while you fart around guessing where the cancer might be? I understand where you're coming from. It's just a bit difficult for me. We talked about this on the podcast. What? The fact that I haven't really had a major death in my life. Yeah. And how cool is the that? Biggest, to be first? The biggest I'm I'm about to be fifty it's an and the biggest honor. I'm I'm about to I'm forty six and the biggest death that has ever happened in my life was my mother in law. Yeah. You know? And when my dog do duck. And then I, you said on the podcast, you said, well, uh, so your big death is either going to be your father or me. Yeah. And it's like, you bastard, buddy. I Unless I am go on... to dying first. Like, really, Dad, you want to come in second here? Really? You want to come in second? I mean, you're a competitive kind of guy. I know it would eat you up to come in second. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat your ass to the grave. (laughs) The the one thing that I've always wanted for a funeral for me is just to have a really serious funeral. Super serious funeral. And then... Okay. And then... Everyone sings a Beatles song in a different language. Like, like every, it's all serious, and yes, we're remembering Mei Lin, tragic. And now if you'll open your hymnals, and then suddenly they have to sing Yesterday in Portuguese. Yeah. You know? Like, that's what I want. It's just a, a moment in the middle. Funny. I, I want to be disposed of as quickly, as cheaply as possible. If you can hide me in the dumpster, that's fine with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut open your asshole and remove all of your innards and turn you into a muppet. Like uh like 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 Okay, okay, okay Rolf okay. the dog. You're so kind like of on the right but, track here. I mean you you can kinda of sell me on this. If I if you can make me into an Elmer McGurdy, that might yes that uh, I could kind of be down for that plan. Oh my God, that's such a great that's such a great idea, and I love that so much. If one Funny. day they just accidentally find my corpse in the corner of an abandoned Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Or how about this? I think my I could get my kids behind this. We turn your body into an audio animatronic figure, like uh, like a Chuck E. Cheese kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, like a Five Nights at Freddy's. We stuff your body into an animatronic, and then your soul inhabits that. But instead of going around killing kids at a pizza place, you'll feel like an animatronic that tries to get high and watch bad movies. Unless it's Nicolas Cage. I'm taking that motherfucker out. Yeah. 
powered by AI to keep the podcast going. Thank you, honey. Bunny, I support you and whatever decision you decide to do. I love you. I am on hormone replacement therapy, which makes it very easy for me to cry. But I was already like that before the pills. Yes. So this just makes it worse. You probably can't tell, but I am barely holding it together. You're doing good. You're doing good. Thank you very much. I'm trying to think of funny things to say, but... Kid Rock not my Not my here. beloved Ray Stevens! <laughs> <laughs> he blatantly... He blatantly drank a Bud Light. Yeah, now, of course, it was... It was a Coors Light that was photoshopped to look like a Bud Light. Yeah. Huh? Do I have the podcast playing somewhere else? No. Like echoing? I don't know. Echoing? Natasha says there's an echoing. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to try something because I'm actually not using the camera uh, microphone. So I'm going to switch it. Go over there and listen, honey. Is it and just tell me on if you? Okay, I don't know. I just switched microphones. Can you hear me all right right now, buddy? Now you sound like you're underwater. I do? I sound like I'm underwater? Okay. Bloop! 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 Honey, how do I sound? There's a big time difference. Switchback. My wife says switchback. You called me a what? Switchback! Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I thought you typed... You know what? It doesn't matter. Uh, okay, so I'm back. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't have it playing anywhere else. It's like uh, Natasha says that the sound is kind of messed up, but... Really? Just on your yeah. end or on both sides? I don't know. I don't know. But... Um, so we have to take a 10-minute break before we go to our historic section. So that stinks, but that's okay. So she's all just just me. I only have a little echo. Thank you, honey. Uh, so so you probably have cancer. It's looking that way. It's looking that way. Okay. Not sure what kind, because that will cost a lot of money to figure out. Yeah? Yeah. 
You know what? I know a guy down the street. He runs a company, Billy Bob's Discount Colonoscopies. <laughs> He'll do any colonoscopy for $40 and no questions asked. And don't mind your hand, his hands on your hips. Yeah. While the so. examination is in progress. <laughs> so. Like a... Billy Bob's discount colonoscopy. Okay, I see something's wrong here. What's wrong? Well, you're full of shit. But, um, this has been a already. We're finishing part one. Jeff. Yes. The Betty White Memorial Podcast segment brought to you by Ray Shadow Legends. Download today. Uh, this has already been an special episode. Yes, it is. It's like that episode of Saved by the Bell where uh, the chick from Showgirls is on the caffeine pills and is going crazy. That's what this episode is like. Uh, Bunny has cancer. The cool kids at my high school are trying to get me to smoke marijuana. Yeah. Uh, Mal is being peer pressured into cockfighting. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Very special episode. That's a thing here in this state. That's how behind Oklahoma is. That cockfighting is still a thing. Really? Yeah, it's a thing. And you see it on the news. Man, Luke got drunk at the peach pit. That's it, Luke. Give me the keys. I'm driving home. (laughs) No, his the, the actor's name was Luke Perry. What was his name? Dylan! There you go. Yeah, it was Dylan. Dylan got drunk at the beach pit. Luke died right after uh, being in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I love you, Bunny. And I would appreciate it if you didn't die. (laughs) So there's that. And I just want you to know that. I love you. I love you too. I would like to I love say something. Yes, yes, Maxwell. If Bunny dies, then he's dead to me, both literally and figuratively. What was that? Maxwell said, "If you die, then you're dead to him." <laughs> That's pretty freaking hilarious for like an eleven-year-old Maxwell. Yes. That was that was an impressive joke you just dropped on the podcast. Listen, That's... I have immense knowledge about violence, and it's weird. Yes. Okay. That, that's well, that's that's why he's in charge of writing my death scenario fanfics. Nice. Okay. Uh so that's it for Jeff this week. A very special, tugging on the heartstrings, tear jerking episode of Jeff, the Betty White Memorial Podcast segment brought to you by Red Shadow Legends. Download today. We're going to be taking about a 10-minute break, and then when we come back, it's history time, and I've got a musical number. It's going to blow your minds, so stick around. We're taking a short break. I'm going to go to the little girl's room and probably just um, uh, anxiously pace. I'm going to go, oh, it cut out.
like this. Uh -huh. Oh, hey there, my little babushkas. It's me, Daphne, a fucking alien. Actually, I'm an inactive vet. I was an operating vet, but I got kicked out of surgery. Uh -huh. oh. oh, hey there, my little babushkas. It's me, Daphne. Wait, I did this part all right, didn't I? What was he saying? Oh, yeah. Well, what else should I call myself? A non-operating fetin? An inoperational fetin? A fetin who has ceased to operate? Nah. Inactive fetin gets down to my very core. My very essence, man. <sighs> we Fettons are kind of a marginalized group in the galaxy. Did you know that there's a group of wackadoos who's telling people that we can set babies on the maternity ward? Hundreds of us? Thousands of us all crowding into the same baby? That's not a possession, man. That's a rape. into a little something. It's horseshit. Look, I've been to the Earth, and that's as close as I'm getting to you creatures. You're fucking disgusting! There isn't an orifice in your body that doesn't leak something, man. You pick your noses while you're driving. We can see you! Jeez, you're not invisible just because you're oblivious, man. Filthy fucking animal. Since I seem destined to die on some dystopian shithole planet, might as well be Theta Prime. We got Theta Prime A, Theta Prime B, and Theta Prime C. Yeah, it's stupid. Blame L. Ron Hubbard. I live on Theta Prime B, and that B stands for badass. But enough of that. Now it's time for a couple of badass videos from Undead Cow Studios and the Popon Film. Hello everybody. It's me, Reverend Steve. I am nervous. Because I'm gonna drink a 41-year-old beverage that might kill me. There was a TV show called Dallas. Dallas was a soap opera that originally premiered in April of 1978 as a mini-series, but the mini-series was so popular that in September of 1978, they decided to turn it into a short one-season TV show. It became so popular that it ran from 1978 to 1991. One character, uh, Bobby Ewing, was killed off, but he was so popular that they decided to make his death a dream. Really stupid. And then, of course, the, the main character was sort of the, the patriarch of the family. His name was J.R. Ewing. In the 1980s, they made a beer. 
premium beer. J.R. Ewing's private stock came out in the year 1980. And it says on the bottom here, if you have to ask how much my beer costs, you probably can't afford it. I purchased very cheaply a six-pack of this. One had a hole in it, and it was empty. But the other five were still open and sealed. And so I put this in the fridge for a while, and I'm going to drink it. Surprisingly, I posted about this on Twitter, and I'm like, hey, I've got this 41-year-old beer. Who wants to see me try it? And the answer was a big, resounding, no, are you serious, you could die. Which I wasn't expecting from Twitter, but I basically got shamed. And so I'm going to open this. This is weird. Do you see this? How, how do I? Ooh, look at that. That's the weirdest. Huh? The old V8? Yeah, it's like V8. Okay. So, um, all right. No, I didn't shake it. I'm going to drink a 41-year-old beer now, so Pinky's up for the classy stuff. So, okay. First off, it tastes dusty. It might be a little dust on the bottom. But when you get past that, okay, so you know when when you're like young, when you're like in your 20s, and you're like, I'm going to go get beer. The cheapest beer imaginable. Okay, so so there's like, there's like cheap beer that will burn your mouth because it's horrible. And then there's cheap beer where it's like Mickey's. Eh, that's what this is. This isn't bad. But it's also not good. It, 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 it tastes all right. It tastes all right. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. It tastes cheap. It doesn't taste as uh, as uh, premium as J.R. Ewing from the hit show Dallas, but no, this is all right. This is pretty good. I wouldn't recommend it, but yeah, this isn't that bad. It's cheap and dusty. But I've I've drank cheap and dusty beer before. You know, go into some sketchy convenience store and they have a ninety-eight cent uh pint of some beer you've never heard of before and you buy that, that's what this tastes like. Uh it's not that bad. Not that bad. It's alright. This is a weird video. But hey, thanks for watching. And if you're watching this during the podcast, hey, break time. Buddy and I are peeing. This is it. We got stories for our grandchildren. Much, much, much later. Hey, Grandpa, tell me about the time you committed treason. Well, 
Our president was a racist and a rapist, and he lost re-election. So we decided to break into the Capitol and try and hang the vice president. Kill a bunch of people. And I saw somebody take a big shit in in a hallway. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a pretty great time, and and that's my story. That's not a very good story, Grandpa. Well, fuck you, you piece of shit. This asshole, Andy Warhol, the P.T. Barnum of the art world, making soulless pop culture crap for Madison Avenue. And don't even get me started on his film catalog. I know it doesn't look like a movie, because nothing's fucking moving! And there's eight hours of this shit. Want more variety? You can watch five hours and twenty minutes of this asshole sleeping. Does it get any more exciting than that? Yeah. Almost fucking anywhere. Fuck Andy Warhol. Pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and smile, smile, smile. While you valise about a light in your bag, smile, boys, that's the style. What's the use of worrying? So pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and smile, smile, smile. Looking for a special female and girl. Not everyone sees you the way I do. So let me look deep inside all eight of your beautiful eyes. And I don't see human like other people do. I see a glorious spider, baby. Yeah. So I want to let you know I play spider with you all night long. Shimmy here, up next to me. And do that stanky spider dance you do. So shake that cephalothorax and your abdomen too. Ah, girl. Come on, come on, be my spider, baby. Yeah. Be my spider, baby. Come on, come on, be my baby. Spider. Yeah. 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 One more time. Be around it, don't make sugar. know how it is when a male spider tries to show you what he's made of and I gotta let you know I don't mind dying 
for just one night of sweet spot of love. If that's what it takes to get near your girl, a hungry female may consume any invertebrate that comes along, including her shooters. But baby, but baby, I don't mind because you're truly worthy. You're worth it, baby. My pedipals are palpitating, circulating. I could be perspirating, but I can't because I got an ectoskeleton. But that don't matter now. So let me be your daddy, baby. Hopelessly tangled up in your silky web. Let me kiss your fangs before you chomp off my head. Yeah. Species. Females eat the males after sweet, sweet love. But I don't mind. Nah. You see, I got eight boots on my legs for knocking. I notice you do too. Spider baby rocking all night long. You see, even spider love is blind. Come on. Ooh. Come on, come on, be my spider baby. Sixteen yeah. boots of spider knocking. It's true, girl. Come on, girl. come on, come on, be my spider baby. Yeah. Don't you agree? <laughs> come on, come on, be my baby. Yeah. Be my spider baby. Yeah. yeah. Come on, come on, be my spider baby. Yeah. Be your daddy's spider long leg. Come on, come on, be my baby. <laughs> <laughs> So until next week, get a load of this shit.
Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago, who infamously killed Apollo Creed, appeared today to issue a challenge to Adonis Creed. Don't do this. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. That kid was raised in hate. It's dangerous. He broke things in me that ain't never been fixed. It ain't worth it. It's not just us anymore, Dave. I want to rewrite history. If you want to fight this man, that's your business. But don't pretend this is about your father. This here is all about my wife. My kids, the life that I live through the night, I was his. It was right what I did. My ups and downs, my slips, my falls, my trials and tribulations, my heart, my balls. This won't be the end of me. Or you. It can't be, because we're a team. Now you know what you're fighting for. Round after round, you learn more about yourself. And when I stepped in that ring, it wasn't all about me. me you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast the pope on film i mean who isn't 
but only the real fans, the true hardcore fans of the podcast who have been with us since the beginning would know the two main facts about the both of us, two undeniably really real and in no way made up on the spot facts about the both of us, America's hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Mei Lin. First and foremost, Bunny, the first fact, which is about you, is the fact that when you aren't recording the podcast, you are in fact, and this is true, a celebrated gardener with numerous books, best-selling books, on bookshelves and throughout uh, America's libraries and Barnes & Noble bookstores. If you don't believe me, just go, just uh, search Bunny Williams Gardening online. Bunny has written numerous books. So, so tell us, Bunny, uh, what was it that got you so passionate about gardening? Uh, originally, it definitely had to be Mr. Green Jeans. Because his jeans were really, really so green. green. Yeah. You know, uh, didn't really know exactly what Mr. Green Jeans did, but he did have the green bib overalls. So yeah. I, 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 as a child, was led to believe that it involved produce in some way. In some fashion. Yes, in yeah. some fashion. Yet they, they were never really very clear about that because Mr. Bunny knew how to keep a fucking secret. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been I've been watching through uh, I've been trying to, to binge watch all of SCTV. Every season is available for free right now on archive.org. Really? That's yeah, so I, I, I started from the beginning surprised to see that Rick Moranis it uh, Rick Moranis, yeah, doesn't come on for a couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. But it is crazy to see like a young Catherine O'Hara, a young Eugene Levy, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Same thing with Martin Short. He didn't start until a few seasons after. Yeah. So, uh, I, I just saw a parody like in episode two or three of Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. Called uh, Captain Commando. I don't remember, but he was all he was all violent. Um, the puppeteer who did Mr. Bunny was killed in that episode, and they're trying to figure out who did it. Uh, so that's the first fact. The second fact, which is about me, is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So this is the part of the show where I get a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know that well, and reword it via my own unique storytelling style, and that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Historic Approximations, or as we like to call it, and that's capital H, capital A, small p, for those of you playing along at home in one of your Pope on Film fantasy sports leagues do not forget the small p this this whole show runs on small p also to be clear this segment was originally known as steve's historic approximations or shaft as i like to call it repeatedly annoyingly whether anyone wanted me to or not however a dead name is dead for a reason and so we are moving on 
So what is happening on HAP this week? Again, if we were a popular podcast, which we are not at all, but if we were, what's happening on HAP this week, that would be another one that would be on uh, bumper stickers, T-shirts, coffee mugs no one would use. That would be another one of those catchphrases. Uh, this week we are discussing one of the most successful, most legendary musicians in the history of Italy. And how here, in America, he's just a meme. This is a fascinating story. Now, we will have an exciting musical performance at the end of this half from our star, our half recipient. And I'm about 90%, 90-ish percent certain that there will be no copyright issues with show. Okay. Maybe 89-ish percent, but I am fairly certain that we are a go. But... Don't roll the tape yet, Bunny, because let's talk about our star first. He is a musician. He is an Italian TV personality. He is an actor, movie star, composer, and a hell of a strange dancer. His name is Adriano Celentano, and his nickname... Dig this, Bunny. His nickname is... El Molegiato, which in Italian means the springy one, which is a reference to the bizarre, bouncy way that he dances. Legit and for real, this man looks like my dad and dances like Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld, but with Parkinson's disease. He dances weird in this weird, bouncy way where he thinks he's all cool, like an Italian Tom Jones. Well, I am already thinking that we need to work it out so he is doing the musical score for Neil Breen movies. Nice. I'd be down with that. I'd be down with that. We've got to get Tuna and Mr. Springy together. Yes. Uh, So... Remember El Molegiato, the springy one, because that will be something that you'll want to pay attention to when we get to the video. Okay. Is his dancing ability or lack thereof. So you'll see later on when the music plays. So, Adriano Celentano, the springy one, He was born in Milan in 1938. Dude's still alive, which is impressive. Just uh, a day or two ago, Bob Barker died. Yes. And he's one of those people that died at the age of, wait, he's still alive? Well, not anymore, I guess. But damn, I thought he was already dead. Like Bella Lugosi and Ed Wood. Yes. Bob Barker died today. Well, I thought he was dead. No, he's, he was very much alive. Well, sort of. Uh, I believe he is now the second person who hosted WWE Raw to die. Right behind Betty White. I saw on Twitter that people are saying that, of course, Bob Barker would live 
close to 100 without going over. Yes. So he died at age 99, because of course he's not going to go over, because then he won't make it to the showcase showdown. So everyone, please remember to spay and neuter your Bob Barkers. Yes. So uh, here's a weird odd fact, because I was learning about Adriano Celentano, the springy one, and I was doing a deep dive about this man who looks like my father and dances like Elaine Bennis, but if she had uh, Parkinson's. Adriano Celentano had three children, including an actress named Rosalinda Celentano. She is most known for acting in The Passion of the Christ. She played Satan. <coughs> isn't, Satan. isn't that crazy? That's weird, right? Yeah. yeah. Adriano Celentano, the springy one, had a daughter who was an actress and portrayed Satan in The Passion of the Christ. That's just weird. That's just weird that there's a good chance that you may have seen the springy one's daughter. That's odd to me. But really, how strange is it for Mel Gibson to be casting Satan as a female? Think about it. A bit. Yeah, not surprising. Not surprising. Yeah. Uh, I heard that in The Passion of the Christ, too, um... It's going to be just like Creed 2. And, uh, oh, Judas shows up in Jerusalem. And, oh, he has a son, Judas Jr. Yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be just like Creed 2, Creed II. So in his teens and 20s... I, 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 uh, I personally, I prefer when, when Judas has backup dancers. That's the Judas for me. Uh, for me personally, I like my Judas to be a man of the cloth. A Judas priest, if you will. Okay. In his teens and 20s, Adriano Celentano <coughs> fell in love with Elvis and American <coughs> rock and roll music. So he started a band and he was quickly discovered and signed to a major record label. He is credited with bringing rock and roll music to Italy. He released 40 albums in his very long career, and according to Wikipedia, and I quote, he is considered one of the pillars of Italian music. Okay. He, like Elvis, transitioned to acting and appeared in 39 films. Acting for such legendary directors as Dario Argento, Sergio Corbucci, Rick Dalton's favorite director. Yes. Federico Fellini and Lucio Fulci, which I thought I knew how to pronounce until the moment I had to say it out loud at a podcast. Yeah. I think I pronounced it right. Yes, but... Okay. Adriano Salentano, an Italian music legend, he was in La Dolce Vita, for shit's sake. Okay, I, I, I don't know what that is. I've Federico Fellini's film La Dolce 
Vita. Uh, Adriano Celentano played a rock star in that. So what I'm saying is, what I'm trying to, 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 to explain is that Adriano Celentano, he is a big-ass deal. Yes. I say is because he's still around and he's still kicking. He is a huge-ass deal in Italian music. In fact, in 2012, he came out of retirement to do a concert, and it was seen by 9 million people online. The dude is a huge deal. And I cannot stress enough how much this man looks like my father. It's scary to me. Um, this man is a legend. This man is a legend in Italy. He is a rock, music, acting legend. The man is incredible. However, in America, he is known as uh, a bit of a meme because of one song that he recorded in the 70s, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. So let me explain. If, if you're a non-Italian American and you know of Adriano Salentano, the springy one, it is because of this one song. This one song, which became a bit of a meme here in America. Our boy Adriano, he was really good, and his Wikipedia discusses this. He was good at noticing and cashing in on the musical trends of the Italian people. And he's a songwriter, and so he, he knows about language and all that sort of thing. And so it, it's 1972 in Italy, and the springy one is all pissed off. I'm pissed off. Why? Because no one in Italy wants to hear Italian music right now. Okay. No one wants it, Italian music in Italy anymore. It's all Italian people want to listen to is American music, disco music, rock music in English. All they want is English language disco music. And so what are so many Italian musicians doing? They're recording songs in English. So even the Italian musicians are, are singing in English. Yeah. And he's pissed off about this. The springy one. He's upset about this. It doesn't even matter if the music is good. Italy just wants to listen to English songs. Cue sinister music as our camera zooms in on the face of the springy one. And he says, they want songs in English, do they? I bet if I release a song that sounds like it's in English, oh. I could make this into a huge, huge hit. Uh, so they want songs in English, do they? Wait till they get a load of my next song. And so, on November 3rd, 1972, our boy Adriano released a song. It wasn't in Italian. Pause for effect in parentheses. And it wasn't in effing English either. It was in no language. 
Adriano got a beat, a sick-ass beat, a good beat, a decent beat. You can dance to it. It's a good beat, funny. And then he ad-libbed, improvised, complete and total nonsense. But the man knows languages. The man is a cultured man. He knows English. He knows all these different languages. I heard an interview with him on NPR a few years ago. The man is a smart, learned man, and he knows a little bit about languages and about accents and about the way that people talk. And so he improvised nonsensical lyrics that he created specifically to sound like English. Okay. It not, it's not going to sound like English to an American. But to an Italian, to a German, to a to a foreigner, he ad lib nonsense that sounded like English, and he released it as a single on November third, nineteen seventy two. Uh, his idea was these Italians are so obsessed with the, with English language songs that I bet I could record the song of gibberish that sounds like English and it'll be a hit song in Italy. The song was called, it's all in one word, it's all one word, and it's called Prison Colonation Chuso. Okay. That is the name of the song. Hey, let, me, let, me, let me just be P-R-I-S-E-N-C-O-L-I-N-E-N-S-I-N-A-I-C-I-U-S-O-L. Prison colonization in Chusol. That's the name of the song. And it was crafted to sound like American slang, but again, it means effing nothing. He released it in Italy, and this is what happened. No one cared. Yeah. Didn't play on the radio. He released it as a single. Nobody bought it. Song disappeared. Until over a year later, uh, our boy Adriano Salentano, he's appearing all over the place. He's becoming one of those people who is so famous that you almost forget why they're famous. He was the Paul Lind of Italy in 1972. Okay. He was the Charles Nelson Riley of 1972. Okay. He was the kooky lend me your comb of 1972 Italy. So, over a year after he released Precinct Colonese and Chuso, he was asked to perform on TV on a popular Italian TV show called Melelucci. And they said, hey, uh, Adriano, the springy one, we would love to have you on the show. Would you like to be on the show? And he said, yeah, sure. And they said, and you can perform any song you'd like. What song would you like to perform? And he goes, any song I'd like, eh? <laughs> I've got an idea. So he performed recent colon and Chuso. And boom, overnight, hit song, a song in no language, a huge hit, not only in Italy, but in 
Germany, in freaking Brussels, Denmark, Germany. It becomes a hit throughout Europe. If you went to a disco, nightclub, dance club in Europe in the 1970s, there is a good chance that they would pump Adriano Salentano's Friesen Colon Ace and Chuso, and everyone would lose their fucking minds. This was a huge disco hit in Italy and all over the place. It means nothing. It's in no language, but it was a huge hit song. I love this song. It's on Spotify. Okay. And the funny thing is, is that uh, I love listening to it on Spotify because Spotify shows you the lyrics. <laughs> and it looks like Spotify had a stroke. <clears throat> like you want to, like, like, I don't know where you would rub smelling salts on your computer, but you want to be like, hey, are you okay? And Spotify's like, no, you got to cut me, Mick. <laughs> but uh, I love this song. I listen to it all the time. I downloaded it and I have it on my phone. And the kids know it, and we're all dancing like the springy one because he dances like I. I legitimately, unironically, adore the song "Recent Colonies," and I choose so. And now, uh, you take note of the dancing, but I found an old videotape uh, online of Adriano Celentano performing his hit song Prison Colonese and Inchuso on Italian television. I am 90 to 89% certain that there will be no copyright strikes of any kind during this. But, Juani, go ahead and roll the tape! Making sure to pay attention to his uh, insane dancing. But roll the tape! Inchuso. You're the cold maze, say one freezing, calling as and I choose all. All right. When I stay in the shoes, now I'll hold me the scene, then a whole red maybe get the color boss time.
So that was our musical number, Prison Colonization I Chuso by Adriano Salentano. First off, he dresses just like Inspector Zenigata. <laughs> like, hey, stop dancing and speaking nonsense and go catch Lupin the Third. Yeah. His pesky friends. Um. I love this song so much. Now you can see why they call him El Molegato, the springy one. Because he dances like a crazy... He dances like he needs to pee. He dances yeah. like... Uh, I, While well, Bunny and I were watching this, I said he sounds... He dances just like my kids when they're doing the pee-pee dance. Yeah. He's doing the pee-pee dance. Adriano Celentano. But the dude's still alive, and he's still kicking. He was interviewed a few years ago uh, for NPR, and it, I, I legitimately love that song. That is a sick-ass beat, and it's, it's my hope one day to be backpacking through Europe with my wife, and we stop inside of a discotheque, and they play this song, and we start dancing. And suddenly a rose appears in my mouth, and I'm dancing. <laughs> I love that song. That song is freaking awesome. I, I've been waiting to do this app for so long to finally show people the magic of Adriano Salentano and his huge hit, Recent Colon Asinine Chuso. But it, it, it is a song of nonsense meant to sound like it's in English. And there are a lot of times, even 
it as an American, you listen to it and you go, okay, this is nonsense. But sometimes it sounds like he's saying things that do sound a bit English, even even for me, I think that. But what an incredible song. You can listen to it now on Spotify. And that's it for half this week. Next week, I have no idea what we're going to do, but it's going to be fun. And so join us next time for more educationally uneducational fun with historic approximations or and cut and cut on that. Boom. That was a great musical interlude that we had. This episode, we have had music from Liz Day and Adriano Salentano. I yes. think that's pretty impressive. Yes, That's it is. pretty impressive. So Creed II is what's coming up. We're going to be taking a break, and then when we come back, we're going to be discussing this week's movie, which is, of course, uh, Cartoon Network's attempt to reboot the Flintstones. <laughs> oh, wait. I, I'm behind again. Uh, I keep thinking that we're discussing the Flintstones on the rocks, but that was from nine episodes ago. I don't know, though. Seriously, I think we can handle Creed in ten minutes. Really? I don't think we need another break. What the fuck was here? Okay, then let's do this. And we're back! It's time, Bunny! It's time! It's time! <laughs> Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to whip and or nay-nay our way into the third and final segment of our big shoe. And it is said third segment, wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all-new extra strength and now available without a prescription movie of the week. And this week we get even closer to finishing our summer of yo with a deep dive, okay, not too deep, a dive into the 2018 sequel to Rocky IV. It's time to discuss... Creed 2, or, or as I believe it's pronounced right here on the side, Creed II. Yes. Because those are two I's, so Creed II. This is a direct sequel to 1985's Rocky IV, 33 whole years later, a bit of time half past. <coughs> Bunny, right off the bat, what are your thoughts on Creed 2? It was really hard not falling asleep. Yeah. I am such a huge fan of Rocky Four that I really liked this film just because I liked the fact that we were going back and taking a serious look at one of the most ridiculous rock. You know? Yeah, I, the emotional the emotional Godzilla bits were, were like the most contrived yet, I think. The emotional Godzilla bits, oh, in between the fights? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, the closest we got was his girlfriend went deaf. His to be fair, though, deaf. I do have to say, I think there are a lot of similarities between Creed II and the Flintstones. Yeah. For starters, I think that Paulie has big, great gazoo vibes. Yeah. In that every time he shows up, I want to throw something at my computer screen. Yeah. For both the Great Gazoo and Polly. Rocky is about as smart as Fred because both of them are dumb as a rock. True. 
however, Creed doesn't have a lame-ass theme park right outside of uh, the Grand Canyon. No. Like the Flintstones do, or did. There, was, there was a uh, Bedrock Flintstones theme park right outside of uh, the Grand Canyon. Tom and I used to go there. Freaking Tom. Uh, we were just good friends. <laughs> in case you ask here. If you ask me, I might say something different. But, oh no, we were just really good friends. So, um, this movie came out in 2018, which was, I believe, 23 years ago. Ryan Coogler wrote and directed the last one. He did not write and direct this one because he was busy with Black Panther. So it was directed by Someone else I've never heard of. It doesn't matter. But unlike the last movie, Stallone actually did co-write this script, and he was going to direct it, but he stepped down at the last second. Uh, But he did uh, write this, co-write it with someone else, which is probably why, number one, Creed II is so predictable. And number two, uh, there's a lot more yo's in this one. How many did you... We had four. I counted six. Six? Yes. Okay. I think we should go with my six. I think I nailed it. You were trying not to fall asleep. I had my wife next to me, and we were paying attention. I feel like Creed Two, though, is a blending of Rocky Three and Four. Because, yes, this takes place in the Rocky Four-niverse. Yeah. But... The story is basically a, a, a redo of Rocky Three in that, hey, I'm going to do this fight. Hey, I didn't win the fight. Hey, I've lost my mojo. Hey, I get it back. That's basically Rocky Three and Creed Two, except one of them has Mr. T and the Incredible Hulk. The, the Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of both of those. This is a swan song for the Rocky Balboa character, as he is not in the third one, which I have heard is the best one, so there's that to look forward to at least. Well, just having Rocky not in it is going to make it better, I think, frankly. Yeah. Here's a weird fact for you, Bunny. This movie is the first Rocky movie to be released in China, which I think is effed up that they first get the eighth film in a nine-movie series. Yeah. In China, do they also start the Dark Tower series with Song of Susanna? Probably. That's pretty rough. That In China, did do they start the legendary and highly complicated Tolkien-esque Police Academy series with Assignment Miami Beach? <laughs> I mean, Gutenberg isn't even in that one. Okay, I've got one more. I've got one more. You don't start watching the epic 14-film movie franchise The Oogie Loves with Oogie Loves 7, Oogies in Space. No, you start with the big balloon adventure like God intended. Yes. Because otherwise you'll be lost in the dense Oogie lore. Oogie Lore, Verbal Copyright 2023, the Pope on Film Podcast. Um, I will say again, if I have to choose between one of two badly written romances, 
I will choose Creed and Bianca over Rocky and Adrian because they just annoyed the shit out. Oh, I, uh, no! She she annoys the shit out of me in this movie. Hmm. She does. Yeah, oh, I God, love. She's her. always pissed off about something. I love her. I absolutely love her. Yeah. I got I got a bit of chills when Rocky first sat down with uh, Ivan after so long. Yeah. But also, why don't you have pictures? I feel that if Rocky just had pictures of his fight with Ivan in the restaurant, this movie could have been over in like 25 minutes. Yeah. Like, that was your biggest fight. Why don't you have pictures of it at your restaurant? Fuck you. How did Adrian even get I, I just to Russia get, by I herself? I just can't get over this 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 whole Apollo Creed son thing. I think they did such a fucking bad job with that, you know. And it just always bothers me. It's like you. I keep watching you get all emotional over a father you fucking never knew. Yeah, never knew, never met him, nothing. And I don't care. But I feel visiting his gravesite. You didn't know that. But this I guy. feel that Michael B. Jordan is a better actor than Sylvester Stallone. Uh, yeah, well, I yes, think that Rocky yes. I think that Rocky Three and Rocky Four are more fun movies, but if I'm talking about just good films and good acting, I'd probably go with the Creeds more than I would the the, the Balboas. Like a Creed it, and Creed... Except that it's they still were... following the same formula, that, but it's just getting weaker and weaker and weaker still. Yeah. Okay, I, I know, feel we have, that. We have Mickey dying, girlfriend lost her hearing. Yeah. You know... Apollo Creed dying. Baby might need hearing aids. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it's still following the same... Whoop. Uh, I don't know what we should do.
and you douche waffles and poofy toots. Cut and put it on a cookie or something. Spread it on your 